what's up? Hello. Welcome to Hack a Chat, the NBA's first podcast featuring a man who always steals every pair of 3D glasses he is given. That's me. I'm Chuck P. With me, as always, is the beast that Luke Skywalker defeated in Jabba's Palace in Return of the Jedi. It's the Dan Corps. Dan, what are we going to do? We are here to talk some hoops and tell you what happened to Harold Miner. Behind the MacBook, we have the expert of our Xbox. That's Gyro. It's nice to be here. Uh, we're happy you showed up. We're happy to be back. We've had a little break. Hey, this is uh, take care of. But we're good. Well, I'm just I'm looking at you right now. I haven't uh-huh. seen you in a while. Yes. What do you got on your face going right now? You said something about 3D glasses. Yeah. Are, are you actually wearing them as we do this? No, I have my 3D glasses still on. Why um, do you have them? Well, first off, I I saw a 3D movie, so Ooh. that's part of it. Yeah, I went and saw the new Captain America: Civil War. How was and, it? Uh, Quick review. Spoiler alert: It was great. Um, Dover and I, Dover and I both saw it because that's what Dover and I do. We go and we watch new Disney movies that aren't actually Disney. Yes. Yes. Um, Star Wars, Marvel, all that stuff. Heck, Speaking we, of Star Wars, you yeah. mentioned Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Cause you're the Dan Core. My favorite of the return movies. You see, you guys all thought I was going to say Star Wars we movies, did. but I said return movies. Yes. My um, favorite of the return movies. What about the return of Jafar? Uh, is that even a real one? Yeah, that's an Aladdin movie. Also a it Disney was, movie. Nice. It was straight to straight to VHS. I tell you what though, not my favorite of the Return songs. Return, Return. of the Mac takes over that Return one there. Return of the. Oh, sorry, that's it. That's all we can do. That's it. That's, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's oh all we're allowed gosh. to do. Are we allowed think, to say it? I don't even know if we're allowed to say it. I think we're allowed to say it. We're allowed to say it. I'm gonna be honest. When we were going through and talking about things that we wanted to do for this podcast, one of those things was uh, have actual music playing, which we love our music. And thank you to Tim Pichatelli for making our music that starts out every episode. But I was thinking of songs that I would want to start. And Return of the Mac was in my top three. Yes. Of songs that I would want to play to enter us in. Whoa. And then we and then we it goes right in. Yeah. Come on, yeah. And that's the fading out. Yes. Part. Oh man. That was a really fun. good rendition of it. Thanks. I'm, I'm sure everyone will know. No, everyone will know exactly what everyone the parts were. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Great. Very good. Dover, how you been, man? It's been a couple of days. We've had Yeah. We've had some business. You're fiddling, oh. fiddling with some yeah, some mic knobs. Fiddling over here, yes. We've we've had we've job. had business to take care of. Business yes. ethics. We've had, had some housekeeping. <laughs> business ethics. Business ethics. <laughs> Let's talk business. Let's yes. get ethical. Ethical. I wanna get. Ethical. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Off to a fast start. <laughs> We're having fun. Um. Now we have some housekeeping. We we uh, now have a new affiliation. Yeah. Big for meeting. the time being. That's right. Yeah. Uh, thegamehouse.com. That's H-A-U-S. Apparently, they're German. Very. Um, as we are. A lot of Liederhosen. Hefeweizen, um, my favorite type of alcoholic oh. beverage. Hefeweizen. Schaffenhofer. So, like Schaffenhofer. Yeah. Schaffenhofer. Schaffenhofer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Schneiderweiss. That's a thing. Schmitz. Yes. Okay. Um, can we name Schmitz? is a restaurant Schmitz that's a German, German around us. It's a very good German restaurant. Very us. fun stories about Schmitz, but I'm not going to tell them right now. Oh, that's uh, right. oh yes. <laughs> I'm not going to tell them. Yes. No. Uh, anyways, thegamehouse.com. But thegamehouse.com. Yes. Uh, it is. Uh, we've we've started a partnership with them. Uh, we will be. I mean, if if you're new to our show because you've uh, clicked onto their website, then you already knew that. Yes. Um, but if you are one of our loyal listeners and. Um, you notice that we have new things going on. That's because we are in affiliation with the game house. Now we're, they're helping distribute our content. We're helping give them content to distribute. So, uh, we're, we're in a partnership right now. We're going to see how that goes. 
things look great. These these seem like cool fellas. Off to a fast start. Yeah, we're gonna get going. So, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about not basketball, and you know, it's fun. But let's talk about some basketball. Let's just get into it. Let's go. And here we go. Round one was a lot of fun and also very boring at the same time. It always is, though. A lot of blowouts, lot a lot of close series, and 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 there were some series that we were worried about early on. It got better as the as time went on. So what we're going to do is we're going to go over what we talked about for each uh, series in the first round. I'm taking my 3D glasses off because honestly. Wait a second. How do we all look now? It. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you're all in two and a half dimensions. Is it making your eyes feel weird? A little bit. Have you ever yeah. taken your 3D glasses off during a 3D movie? Yeah. Terrible. Oh, it's horrible. Just I, the worst. I have to do it like twice each time just to like just to give him a good rub and yeah. then i was like oh my gosh everything's blurry what happened to captain oh yeah. that's captain America. that's right okay. yeah yeah anyway anyways um so we're gonna go through uh the last episode we went over every single first round matchup we asked a question so now we're gonna answer those questions we're also gonna give you the results of our predictions for each first round as we said we, we played a game and uh we have some tabulations that we'll come up with at the end of our wrap-up of the first round. So the first series we're going to go to, the Warriors and the Rockets, the 1-8 series, um, featured a lot of uh, upset teammates on the Rockets side and yeah. some unfortunate injuries to an MVP and Steph Curry. That was horrifying, let me tell you. Yeah, it did not look good during the game. and It was like you saw it happen and you saw... Ugh. Monte Yunus fall, and then you're seeing Curry kind of just jog right where he was falling, and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, no, get away, please. please. And then, yeah, he just kind of – the legs kind of just went out from underneath him. But oh, terrifying yeah. to see that happen to the MVP of the league. Well, not official yet, but then you're speculating the well, MVP of the league. the reigning MVP. The reigning the MVP of the league, the yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but, yeah, not a not an ideal situation for the Warriors, knowing you're kind of going to just walk into that series and blow it out. But uh, I, I honestly – I disagree a little. Really? That is as ideal as you could have made it. For the first round, you had guys realizing, hey, we don't have Steph Curry. We yeah, don't have the true. best player on our offense. What are we going to do? And man, people stepped up. They did. And this this could be the greatest thing that happens to them because they re- Sean Livingston became a starter. And first off, they could they realized that uh, he could play more than 24 minutes in a game. What's so funny, I think we actually talked him. about We talked about this. Every, I don't know if we did it on air, but we've done mm. it off air. Where It's like, shoot, if, if somebody were to go down for the Warriors, Steph might be someone that's kind of okay because you right? have a couple guys behind him that can play serious minutes and that can fill in in that point guard role and kind of distribute to the other guys. Mm-hmm. So we had touched on this earlier, and it was kind of a now those guys are actually getting to do that and building that confidence that right. hey i can i can succeed in the playoffs and they're and, doing it now yeah clay thompson can be can uh lift the offensive load for the team um draymond green can be the energy guy he's always been a energy guy but he became like full-time alpha dog yes uh on on both sides of the floor and i think that did wonders for him i think that did a lot for clay who realized that that he can take that offensive load i think that it showed uh, the rest of the team that they can still be a shooting team even without Steph. They set the record for most uh, three-pointers made in a playoff game at 21, and Steph only made one of those. Right, yeah. Steph made one of those. Yes. It, it showed that this team can play without Steph Curry, and honestly, if it was going to be against any team, the Rockets, oh, thank goodness it was them. I mean, it's so funny. Like you, you had a, a game 
where the Rockets get a victory mm-hmm. off of a pretty big James Harden made Everyone's shot. all pissed. And everyone was just furious. Oh, it's like, yeah. oh, God, really? This was supposed to be over in four. Now we have to play an extra one? Well, what are at, we doing here? So Clint Capella is the rookie on the end. And he's excited. He's like, yeah, we, we got to win in the playoffs. And then you look at like Terrence Ross and Dwight Howard just like, Ugh, man, now I have to wait three more days before I can go to Cabo. Exactly. <laughs> My vacation plans are ruined now because I already planned the first day after this four-game series that I'm out of here. I think uh, Way to go, James. <laughs> I already hate you anyway. <laughs> the comment I made was uh, that Clint Capella was the only guy left out of the uh, Carnival Cruise Groupon. That's right. So he was all right. excited about it. Well, I think they had all forgotten to told him, tell him <laughs> because he's like, he's the young guy. So I was like, oh, well, do we really need to invite Clint? Nah, he's probably going to, nah, nah, we don't need to bring probably him. Probably fine. Yeah. So he's like, just excited that they were getting win, and everyone's like, come on. Yeah. What are we doing here? <laughs> but yeah, just a completely fractured team and a really good position for the Warriors to be in to have that yeah. Steph Curry injury happen. You know, it's not devastating. He's going to mm-hmm. be able to come back from it. Yeah. But like you had said, getting the guys the ability to kind of get that confidence going as they move on to the second round. Right. Uh, the question that we asked was, can Michael Beasley make an NBA impact? And I believe we placed a uh, five guys bet on whether or not he would, based on, well, I, for my opinion, based on this playoff series, whether he will get a non-minimum contract next year. Um, I said that he would. You said that he's going to get a minimum if he's going to get anything. Yeah. Um, it's looking you like you were probably going to be right there. He he made an actual impact yeah, on, I mean, if you look on at, the basketball If you court. look at some of these lines, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, the first game, not so much. The first game right. you're thinking to yourself, oh, boy, Dan's going to be right here. But the mm-hmm. second game, I mean, 10 and 5. Right. A solid, a solid line there. Game 3, 12 and 5. Mm-hmm. Game 4, 17 and 3. You know, and then the, the clincher where they're out of the playoffs, you know, 11 and 7. But, like respectable adult yeah. NBA numbers mm-hmm. for a guy who had been playing in China. Yeah. But a guy who has all of the ability in the world mm-hmm. to be a legitimate rotation player in the NBA. So I think based on what we saw from Michael Beasley in this, uh, in this playoff series, I think you're going to be right. I think I'm going to owe you five guys, man. Well, I, it'll, it'll taste so sweet. Yes. Because it's a victory. Well, won. Yeah. Um, we had our predictions for the first round. Uh, in our game, you get one point if you can name the correct team. Two extra points if you can name in the right amount of games. If you get the correct amount of games without naming the correct team, you still get zero, you stink. Yeah. Uh, I said Golden State in five, and bada boom, bada bing. It was Golden State in five. Three they, points. They got the uh, the gentleman's sweep, as it were. Yes. Uh, Dan, you said Golden State in four. You get the one. Dover said Golden State in six, and he got the one, and he made me mad at him. Yes. Well, Golden State in six. You had you what had a, a Rockets team who was just filled with guys with talent. They have talent, exactly. So you would think, okay, maybe they'll get two, which I understand the, the reason why Dover would, would go in that route. Maybe their talent will just start to show out, and those guys will just say, look, we're actually in the playoffs. Let's figure it out and try. And they didn't. And they did exactly what we thought they'd do because they're all terrible human beings, and now that train wreck <laughs> is, uh, is off. And yeah. unfortunately, we don't get to watch it anymore. Yep. Too bad. Uh, the next series that we had, San Antonio versus Memphis. Those are the two seven and riveting series here. Whoa, dog. man, man, oh man! I just couldn't take my eyes off of this series. I was glued to it the entire time because <laughs> I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. I think three of the games I just checked the box score. Oh, I, and I was like more than less. Okay, cool. I don't Spurs even. Won. I don't even know that I checked the box scores on this <laughs> one. I just went ahead and penciled in San Antonio four. I will mm-hmm. see you in OKC. Like, right. don't even need to watch any right. of that. But yeah, uh, the, rough series for the Grizz. <laughs> 
The question that you posed, Dan, was can the Spurs sweep and get an extra get the extra rest they so desperately desire against a Memphis team held together by popsicle sticks, chewing gum, and toughness? And the answer was yes, they it, did. They definitely did. And they could. And they um, yeah, they did exactly <laughs> what we all thought they would do. Thank you, Danny Green. Um and they, they thought they were. They rolled. They just did the Spurs stuff, played yep. the offense that they play, played the defense that they play against essentially a D-League team at this point for the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. and uh, they're moving on. Yep, uh, Dan, both you and I said San Antonio in four. Dover went San Antonio in five. He was under the impression that Mike Conley might make an appearance, and you know how much he loves Ohio State players. He does. He has a very, very large affinity for the Ohio State players. So. No Conley, no Zach Randolph, or no uh, – yeah, just no guys for that team mm-hmm. that you would expect to see in the lineup. And, yeah, it went accordingly. Yep, didn't work out. But uh, Not sorry, a lot to Memphis. say about that series. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna talk about Memphis in a little bit here, too. So yeah. uh, we'll let that one slide for we now. We can just move on. Uh, Thunder Mavs, the 3-6 seed. Uh, the question that we posed, can coaching triumph, triumph amazing talent? And, you know, Rick Carlisle is an amazing coach. Yes. Um, and when he's had the talent around him, he's done great things. And so, even when he hasn't had the talent, really, yeah. I mean, this um, season, not a lot of guys. Yeah, that, to get to the sixth seed. Yeah, to even be in the playoffs. I, right. I think if you if you put any other coach, maybe any other coach in the NBA with that roster, they're in the they're draft lottery. Seed. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not even right, they're in sorry, the playoffs. They're the, they're the seventh team in the lottery. Is right. My yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. But you know, to answer the question, can coaching trump amazing talent? Once and. One and, time. And, and was it, though? But was it? I mean, but was it though? Durant and Westbrook combined in game two for 15 of 55 from the field. Oh, yeah. Don't know if that's coaching, per se. That now, was now everyone they, went, is Durant broken? What's wrong with Durant? Right, right. How could he take all of these shots and keep missing? Yes. And it was a, hey, it's a one-night thing. Let's move on. We're okay. Down. Shooters got to shoot. And not only top, like on top of that, it was an 85 to 84 victory. So yeah. it wasn't like, it was yeah. like, oh, my gosh, this is a blowout. It was mm-hmm. a tight game. Now, the first game was... A complete blowout. Like yes. it was. Yes. Atrocious. It was exactly what we kind of expected. Yeah. So after that watching that one, you're thinking, okay, this is over in four. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that second game, they uh they came out and Durant and Westbrook combined for their two worst nights that they've had. Maybe and I haven't looked I didn't look up to see if there was two worst nights they'd have ever, but it was two of their worst nights they had, had since they had been in the NBA. Yeah, it was and, not great. Yeah. So we uh we were both we were both tight in that one. I had said the sweep because I thought the talent was going to completely head over heels knock off the the Mavs and I had them in four so I got one point for the for the correct response right both you and Dover were correct with we the went, Thunder and in five games so you guys both got three points for that the, one the gentleman's sweep correct I think that's one of my favorite terms just of anything ever it's is a the nice gentleman's one. sweep it's a good one um yeah so the next series we have the Portland Trailblazers with a five seed against the LA Clippers now, the Portland Trailblazers did end up prevailing, <sighs> but Chris Paul and Blake Griffin both going out in the same game and and really just taking the hopes of the Clipper team with them. Yes, I mean, the question we had posed at the beginning of the series was, can Dame Lillard recreate his playoff magic from two years ago uh, when the Blazers, and, and lift the Blazers over the Rockets? Right. You know, and it wasn't so much that he recreate that playoff magic but like they played well in the series mm-hmm. but when you remove chris paul who arguably was an mvp of the season this right. year and even though blake hasn't played he's still 
a top 15, top 20 player in the NBA, even mm-hmm. coming back after what he's come back from, you remove those two guys, you really cannot come back from that as a team, especially the way Chris Paul's played, like I said. Watching him get injured in that game, I've never seen a guy more frustrated oh, yeah. about an injury than he was when he was walking to the sideline and walking around and doing his just throwing of towels and kicking up chairs and all of that. And I, I felt for him because he's a guy that I don't necessarily like a ton. We've talked about it. Yeah. But I was really looking forward to that second round matchup of Clippers Warriors. Yes. And we as NBA fans, that was we were taken that was taken from us and I was yeah. really bummed about it. Well, and even in that first round series, he was doing a great job of hounding Damian Lillard. Right. Damian Lillard is not an easy person to contain. And but Chris Paul does a really good job of just but, fouling all yeah. the time. You can't call all of them. So yeah. he's like, ah, nah, well, I guess he's just going to foul him every time he has he, it. Yeah, he did excellent. I mean, um, Dame shot 41% in, in game one, 27% in game two. And, and a big majority of that was Chris Paul just having right. him. Yeah. And and really, they're, the Clippers defense as a whole just um, focusing on Damian Lillard. And... Without Chris Paul, you just there just isn't enough defensive talent to take him out. Well, not Jamal even Crawford's They're not going to do it. No, and there's not enough of the the quote-unquote quarterback for right. the offense. He does mm-hmm. everything for them and gets guys exactly where they need to be. Mm-hmm. He's the reason DeAndre can run free to the basket and get dunks. He's the reason that J.J. Reddick can come off screens and do what he does. He's the reason for all of it. And if you t- take that cog out of the machine, no way you're going to be able to come back from that. I mean, not even Austin Rivers can can do that for you. Right. And he's super good. And and Blake Griffin, actually, you know, he was kind of coming into his own. At, at least in game one, he was really giving the Blazers uh, big guys of the business. Really. Well, yeah. He was just going to town up there. And um, one thing I did notice about Blake, though, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously having your hand be injured, it's tough to continue to lift weights the way you're accustomed to. He looked very right. thin, like very thin in that, in that mm-hmm. series. But I think it's going to be something – Obviously, after a season, after an off season, yeah. So we'll see what happens with Blake Griffin after he gets some time back at it. Uh, we all picked the Clippers, unsurprisingly, because well, yeah. we all thought that they were just going to take care of business. I said six, Dan, you said seven, Dover said five, and uh, the Trailblazers won. So we were all wrong. No, no points. points there. Nothing. Nothing there. We were all disqualified from that one. That one's out. Uh, let's move over to the East. Figured out what we learned in the East in the first round: Cavs Pistons, the one eight matchup. It was a sweep, but it was a tough sweep. It was a really tough sweep, and I think we had talked about this going into it. I don't know if we talked about it on the pod, but we've definitely talked about it. Stan Van Gundy kind of just knows what to do against LeBron Yes. Uh, after his success against him in the playoffs when he mm-hmm. was with the Magic. So he kind of has a feel for what to do. Not only that, but the Pistons have 6'8", 6'9", athletic wing guys to throw at him. So they have a couple guys that you can do that with. So, again... Having guys that are younger, athletic, talented, can kind of match up with LeBron. You throw a couple guys at him, that makes it a little tougher. And then guys on the wing that can also do that with Pope, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and Reggie Jackson to kind of contend with J.R. Smith and Kyrie Irving. You know, those guys really gave everything they had to the Cavs. Oh, yeah. But I liked seeing what the Cavs were able to respond with. Like, you kind of got to see what they were made of. You didn't really know going into it kind of the up and down of the emotional ride of what they were doing this season saw what they were made of and I was impressed with what they did in close games late in shot clocks and making the adjustments to knock off the Pistons yeah in four games I uh I really liked seeing what the Pistons could do and and really this was kind of a future move like last year we saw the Pelicans get the eight seed and they got swept 
and you're thinking, well, you know, let's see what, what the future holds for the Pelicans. Right, yeah. And, um, yeah, I think this is a similar situation. The Pistons get in the eighth seed. They get swept. But, you know, let's see what the Pistons are made of. I, I don't know if they're one player away. I think that they may have the guys that they need. Now they need some pieces, parts from some role players. I don't think they need a star. Maybe somebody's going to step up within this team. Maybe it's going to be Stanley Johnson. Maybe it'll be Tobias Harris. Maybe Reggie Jackson will finally make that step that everyone uh, thought he might take when he was moving over to Detroit. But th- I think this is a team that is starting to build for the future with this core. Well, yeah, I mean, like you said, you're. Right. I, I don't know if they need a star. They have one, right. Drummond. Like they have yeah, the true. centerpiece. True. Um. So now it's just a matter of can we play him in crunch time because he's such a poor free throw shooter. Right. But it was guys six, seven, eight mm-hmm. where they struggled. I mean, we're bringing Steve Blake off the bench. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, Marcus Morris played really well. Yes, he did. Um, he did. Especially he did game well. one where he came out at 17 points in the mm-hmm. first half. Oh, so yeah. you're looking at a guy who really was amped up for this series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like the way Stanley Johnson did not back down from LeBron. Yes. Oh. He just went toe-to-toe oh, with yeah. him. Now, you know, LeBron had the advantage of being LeBron, but I like that you had a rookie, a young guy, who said, look, it's time to turn the lights on and really see what I'm made of. Mm-hmm. And I liked what I saw in Stanley Johnson. Oh, yeah. And and it was a lot of – he has the mentality of a good player. He does. He has the, I'm going to do this. This is my job. I want to I wanna do my job, and I'm going to do it well. Yeah. And uh, even though he didn't do a great job yet, this yeah. is his first track. This yeah. is his first crack at it. Yeah. You know, he's going to get better and better and better. And I think that Stan Van is a great guy to help him do that. Yeah. Um. And I think that he is gonna give LeBron the business in the next year or two. Yeah, there, there, he'll have more chances at it. And the fact that he has that confidence is is a good sign. They're like a like a Patty Mills away. Like if you had a guy like Patty right. Mills as your backup point guard, because like Reggie Jackson struggled in this series. Yes, he did. Really struggled, and he's the guy you were going into the series feeling the most confident in having mm-hmm. played in big playoff moments for the thunder correct so you're thinking he's going to be the guy who's going to lead the way everybody else is kind of going to fall in line mm-hmm. but he really didn't so you're you know, if they had a guy like a like a, like said patty mills you bring sean him livingston sean livingston mm-hmm. you know if the guys six seven eight like we said if right. they had those guys really feel i mean anthony tolliver was playing serious right. important minutes anthony tolliver. we love anthony tolliver love can stretch the floor not the not guy. necessarily the guy you need mm-hmm. in a big time playoff series, but I like what Stan Van's building. We've talked about this in the past. I really think that the Pistons make the next step this year, mm-hmm. but ultimately the Cavs knocked them off in four. We really liked what the Cavs were made of. Got to see some of their guts. Got to see Kevin Love really assert himself, which I think is key for what the Cavs are going to do going forward. And really liked the way Kyrie and uh, Jr. shot it from three. So Cavs move on in four. Like what they're doing. Yep. Uh, Dan, you claimed Cavs in four. Uh, I Dover did. and I said Cavs in five. We each get one. Dover gets, uh, I'm sorry, Dan, you get the three. Right. Uh, the next series, we have the Raptors, Pacers, the 2 7. Uh, the question we asked can the Raptors finally win a playoff series? The answer is yes. We did it. They can. Uh, can they win game one? No, they still no, can't do that. Still, still can't do still that. Still can't win game still one. Still trying to get that basket game one. Don't know what's going on there. Um, especially at home. They, they've lost like six in a row at home do you for think, game one. Or do you something. think they feel the pressure of all their fans being outside? Do you think they, that they're scared because uh, it's called Jurassic Park out there and they've seen the movie and they know how dangerous that can be? Hey, I've ha- I have an idea for the next Jurassic Park movie, by the way. Uh, is it involving DeMar DeRozan and Chris Bosh being Raptors? Well, no, like but I like that. People? Let's let's put that into my 
my idea. Okay, next. So, so obviously they're making an, another Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic World two. Yeah, they I can't. They can't reopen the park, right? Right. No, because of the insurance. So where of do course. they do it? Outer space. Outer space. Outer space. Great idea. The only place where you can put the dinosaurs now. Do you think that they team up with uh, the leprechaun in space? It's possible. It's the raptors and the leprechaun in space. It could be. What a crossover that would be. It'd be quite the you crossover. Just see a, a leprechaun riding the back of a velociraptor in space. I mean, they tried to do that in the most recent one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Try to weaponize the raptors. <laughs> we digress, though. Uh, raptors, pacers. Chris Pratt has already been to space. Like he's Star Lord. He knows the. Oh, he he's knows. There. He knows. <laughs> he knows the terrain. He can move his way in and out. Now it's just with the Raptors. Yeah. Can you imagine little Raptors running around with like with little helmets with little on? astronaut helmets? <laughs> yeah, I think it's the only possible place they can open another Jurassic Park. park. Right, because you can't do it again no. on Earth. Like it's just not happening. No, guys, keep but the dinosaurs at least in, in space. Yeah, not in America. No. Move that down to Brazil. Anyway, <laughs> Raptors Space Series. Way to go, Raptors. Way to uh-huh. get that playoff series win. Um, um, Masai Ujiri was like running around the place saying, We got the monkey off our back. We got right. the monkey off our back. Super excited. <laughs> Super excited about what he was doing there. The first um, uh first seven game series they've ever won. Yeah. Good for them. So yeah. Good for them. Um, I mean, like you said though, despite Kyle Lowry not really playing well and has has really struggled um, kind of down the stretch and then to start the playoffs here for the Raptors. And he's the guy you really need. They need to lean on him. He's the guy. DeRozan struggled the first couple games. We got a lot of a lot of action going on. Sorry, on the a lot of today. dings going on. A lot of action on the phone. <laughs> Super popular guys over here. Just some wild and crazy guys. Thanks a lot, Steve <laughs> Martin. Um, so uh, yeah, despite the uh, the Kyle Lowry struggles and the, the DeRozan struggles to start the series with Paul George kind of hounding him, right? They were able to get that win, and I was well, really he, impressed with Paul George uh, oh, for the Pacers. He was so good, really good. He was so good. Um, it was Kyle Lowry struggled, and Demar Derozan was wasn't getting the calls. No. That he normally do, no. normally does. I think it was game two. He got zero free throw attempts, which was the right. first time since like early December. Yeah, he had gotten zero free throw attempts. And that in was game. for not for no lack of attacking the basket. Right, that's yeah. his game. That yeah, that's his that's his move. And um, the Pacers stayed home. They they didn't they you know they didn't commit fouls. That was a big part of it. Um, it was like I like the way that Bismack Biombo played in this series. Bismack Biombo is like top five handsome guy in the NBA. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. He's a good looking dude. Very cut. Yeah, well, and talking a lot about male physiques this week. Yeah, it's okay. Fine. We're I back. It's fine. Back in the saddle. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Biombo was very active. Um, really made the Pacers bigs work for everything they got and defended the paint, and was very impressed with Biombo. Yep, Biombo and and Valanciunas is the reason they got out of the first also, round. Also, yeah. Um, if it wasn't for him attacking Ian Mahimi. Mahimi. Then uh, it, that's our second Star Wars reference. That's a good oh, one. We, we that's have? my favorite one, I think. Mahimi. Yes. Uh, yeah, Ian Mahimi. Um, <laughs> that, was a, that wasn't even a drop. That was just me. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, so you know, we we just got a, a a lot of a lot of Valanchunas down there. I call him the Big Sneeze. That's a good one. The Valanchunas. I like um, that one. He he played great, and he's going to be a key for them going forward. And it's great to see him step up into the role that he was meant for. Yeah, he's um, he's not necessarily. I mean, he was. He was good in this series. They threw it into him on the block. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily his best part of his game, though. His That's best, true. His best is when he's in that high ball screen and rolling yes. to the to the bucket and letting Lowry kind of prod and prod and prod. Yes. 
and then make his choice very late, and he can kind of just dump in a layup or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but was very, like you said, very key. They needed very somebody key. to step up, and, and he it did. Was a good thing. It was he saying. did. Uh, Hornets. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. So going yes. over the. Uh, Yes, they did win the series. My, I picked uh, Toronto in six. So you got one point there. Dan, you said Toronto in seven. Good job. Got it Three. right. Uh, Dover went Pacers in seven. He was close. He was close. close. But, but no cigar. Um, Heat Hornets. Um, will Kemba be postseason Kemba? We talked about Kemba Walker being a great player for UConn in the postseason. Right. Stepping up for them when they needed him most. Will he do that against the Heat was the question. Um, I thought he might. Um, I, I also thought you. that he had role players that would take big steps forward, and a couple did, a couple did not. Yeah. Um, Courtney Lee did. Courtney Lee showed everybody, hey uh, guys, remember when I played for Memphis and I got traded? Remember, I'm I'm playing, I'm playing. Hello. Yeah. Look at me. I have awesome hair, and I can get clutch offensive rebounds right. and shoot three pointers. Uh, he did. He was awesome. He was good. Um, Marvin Williams didn't show up, which is not good for I, them. I, I didn't, he was key. He was. He was. I mean, it was All a guy who stretched the floor. Uh, without Chris Bosh there, they needed to be able to um, bring out Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. And having Marvin Williams, at least, um, bringing, stretching the floor out a bit with his shot, he wasn't He wasn't putting him down. Hassan Whiteside was able to stay home. And, you know, the rest is history at well, that the, point. The thing that really hurt the Hornets in this series was you had game one, mm-hmm. Nick Batum having a pretty severe ankle sprain. Right. And he had been playing at a very high level for them and was your best two-way player. And the thing that mm-hmm. the Heat did in this that you hadn't seen them do all year was they moved Lowell Dang to the four. Mm-hmm. And that created some serious matchup problems for the Hornets. Yes. And they tried to they tried to stay with their big lineup and they, you know, they had Kaminsky on the floor and he had a game two where he was really good. Mm-hmm. Um you had Al Jefferson on the floor who just with his back to the basket just gave yeah. Whiteside fits. Mm-hmm. But you had the adjustment of Whiteside to not leave the floor and go for Al Jefferson's right. He didn't post moves. He was he played great. He just walled he up. So great. what he did is um we, we call like it just walling up. So anytime Al Jefferson would catch it in the post, anytime he'd pick up his dribble, instead of going for a shot fake, he just chests up and then goes right at Jefferson, puts the hands straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. So when he does that, he's already a seven footer with really long arms. You're making guys shoot over top of you, which is incredibly difficult to do. Right. As opposed to what he normally does, was just jump at everything and try to get blocks. He just walled up and made it really difficult for the Hornets to score, especially Al Jefferson down on the block, who's a guy that they depend on mm-hmm. to score. So it was uh, a tough series to watch because I kind of have the uh, the little bit of a uh, a feel for the Hornets as my brother lives down in Charlotte and I've always yeah. kind of liked them. So um, was was impressed with how the Heat played in, in that first series. Yeah, I I'm I love the Buzz City, and yeah. uh, I like seeing Michael Jordan be relevant in the NBA. Right. Yes. And so um, I want I wanted them to stick around. I said uh, Charlotte in six. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, Dan, you said Miami in seven. Dover said Miami in five. It was Miami. Oh, I'm sorry. Dan, you said Miami Miami in six. In six, correct. Dover said Miami in five. It went Miami seven. So you guys each get one. Bada boom, bada bing. Hawks, Celtics. Can President Brad Stevens muster the strength to lift Celtics Nation over? communist atlanta and win the cold war um no no they could not but again <laughs> we go back to the injuries this is just the time of year yep, yep. where it's not so much 
you know, who's playing the best, but it's who is the most healthy. Stay healthy. And Avery Bradley going out early. That really, real bad. really hurt because that's your best defender. And that's a guy who's going to give uh, Jeff Teague and Dennis Schroeder fits up and down the floor. Yeah. And even starting to shoot it a little better down the stretch for uh, down the and the end of the regular season, right? Uh, for for the Celtics and losing him game one, yeah. And in a, a game where they were having a big comeback, yeah. You, you know, they I think it was something like a seventeen point comeback, right? They tied it up near the end, and that's when Avery went down, right? And so they lost that momentum of game one, and they lost Avery Bradley yeah. for the series, and and that really is what did him in. Well, not only that, but you had Al Horford and Paul Millsap really assert yes. themselves. Oh, yeah. As, hey, we are definitely the best bigs in the series. We are going to do anything and everything that is possible for us to move on. Paul and they Millsap did. Took over the game. He did. Paul he Millsap. did. Doing Paul Millsap things. Um, I said Atlanta in five. Danny said Boston in seven. Dover said Which Boston Which is terrible. I, I can't believe I, I looked back on this. Right now, the away teams are lose 93% of the time <laughs> in game seven. And I was like, dude, I looked back at that after I said it. I was like, why would you pick them in seven? In seven yeah. You have to pick them in six if you're going to do it. Yeah. But yeah. Not a smart move on my part. Well, but I was, I was wrong in general because the Hawks yeah, won. I was the only one that picked the Hawks, so I get the one. Uh, those were all of our first round matchups that we had. Right through um, them. We ended up, Dover uh, is tied for third with nobody. Um, he had seven points. Not great. Not 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 great. Not your best. Um, this is out of twenty four points total. Um, for the record, there's you know if you get three times eight is twenty four. Uh, Dan and I yeah. both got twelve, so we're both sticking with twelve. So you know it's a, it's a highly contested race, it's a tight race between Dan and I, and not Dover. But Dover's going to keep playing for um, not only a uh, pride, but b as the rounds get higher, the stakes get higher. Yeah, and we're pretty inclusive here, so we want him to keep. Make sure he's feeling good about himself. He's always got a chance because here's the thing. Round two, double the points. Oh, baby. Things get bigger when we go higher up in the rounds. We got round two coming up. We're going to go over each round two uh, matchup. And, you know, the first round, we asked one question. Right. Round two, we're going two questions. Oh, yeah. And we're doubling the points for our predictions. Man, it's going to be a hot round. That's a hot, hot takes. Hot round. So let's start with hot Lana. Uh, Cleveland number one, uh, and then you have Atlanta number four. We had uh, now full disclosure. Obviously, if you're listening to this, it's been past a couple games into the series. For the record, though, we made these predictions before the series started. Yeah, our picks, our picks are from before the series started. At you know, I, I can say that mine were because mine were in the official book. Yours were in the official book. Mine, mine were, were before. Okay. Mine were also before. You know, I trust you. It's an honor system here. Yeah. And uh, if you're lying, then you know whatever. Well, it's, I think based, I think based own. on my thunder one, I think you're knowing. I think you know yeah. that I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So we start with our two questions. Um, question number one. What are the Hawks going to do to stop LeBron? Oh boy, you know they got uh, a, a tough a, a, a tough feat to stop three very very talented offensive players. Well, I think and to answer and to answer this question, I mean we talked about the Pistons mm-hmm. in their round one matchup where mm-hmm. they have three athletic wing guys that are all in the six eight two fifty range. Mm-hmm. Hawks don't have that, right? Losing Damari Carroll was huge for them yes. because he was like their guy you could throw on LeBron and kind of just mm-hmm. cause him some trouble. If uh, the Hawks, if the Hawks were going to beat the Cavs, they were going to have to have done it last year, right? When yes. they had Damari Carroll and when the uh, 
the Cavs were depleted. They didn't have Kevin Love in that series. And not only that, but Kyle Korver is also shooting the ball out of his mind in right. the season. He's not really been able to do that again. He's gotten he got better as the season went on, but the postseason hasn't been his best friend. He is not. And is so not. it's just stopping being able to stop LeBron and Kyrie and make sure you got a hand in Kevin Love's face. And at this point, making sure you can go out and get Channing Fry, apparently. Apparently. 27 points. He was he was 10 for 13, 7 of 9 from 3 point. That's nuts. Like, Well, what's nuts is the amount of threes the Cavs are making so far oh, yeah. in this series. I don't want to dive too much into breaking down the series because I feel like, I don't well, know, maybe, maybe that's something we should wait to do until right. the series is over. But, man, they are just mm. shooting the lights out right yeah. now with – what, 15 threes in the first, and then 25 in the second, and yeah. then another 21 a night ago? Like, they are mm. just loading it it's up killer. from three, and it's everybody. Mm-hmm. And the thing you could try to do, if you're Atlanta, the, the, your best bet is to take the Stan Van Gundy approach and just say, let's just dare LeBron to shoot. Everybody else stays home. Mm-hmm. And that way, when he gets a full head of steam going to the rim, we can stay in front with one guy, and he doesn't have the collapse to right. kick to the open shooters. Right. And that's your best bet. I yes. mean, and, you're, and maybe it's Tabo Sevalosha that they've tried to throw at him. Maybe mm-hmm. it's Paul Millsap you throw at him. Right. But your best bet is to just lay off him and, and let him shoot it. But mm-hmm. so far in the series, he has been making shots from three, which he has not done all year. Right. And yeah. And that's you've had Will Kevin Love continue to make an impact for the Cavs was, was a question you threw down. Yeah. Based on the first round where he was very impressive. Yeah. And so he's just, I mean, as this offensive keeps rolling, it, it it really helps when you have a big guy who can who can space out the floor. Well, the thing with him like is that. he can do both. Is he can yeah. he can catch and shoot it from three when Kyrie, LeBron, mm-hmm. Shumpert, whoever it is, attacks the rim. But he can also throw it into him when you need a basket. You can throw it to him on the block, and you he, and he can defend on the post, too. and he can defend. So you know he has a, a primarily. I mean, if he's playing the five, you know the the way they're switching up. He's not that bad. No, he's not against Al Horford. And he, when when he is playing the four, um, if they have Tristan in there, you know, he's on Paul Millsap. He he's got the size advantage on him. Right now, Paul Millsap can bring it out a little bit more. But Kevin Love is athletic. He he can get out. Yeah. Um, and he's played very well defensively. He has. Yeah. Um, And I, you know, can Kevin Love continue to make an impact? I'd say yes. I think I think he's going to be able to do that. But we'll see because we'll revisit this. We'll revisit this down uh, down after round round two to see where we are yep but Uh, our predictions let's get to the predictions predictions. i had uh cleveland in five dan you had cleveland in five dover had cleveland in five uh so it looks like we're in agreement that we think it might be cleveland in in five excuse me uh we'll see what happens i just respect this hawks team too much to just say yeah hey you're not going to get any of these games i think they're well coached Uh, i think they share the ball really well but kind of after watching the first three games where the Cavs are up 3-0 they look pretty defeated especially after game three where that was that was the hawks best shot right they threw everything they had at him right and down the stretch of the fourth quarter the Cavs just made the plays they needed to make to get the win yep i'm really impressed with how cleveland is playing right now yes yeah really impressed they're showing me a it looked like they they like playing together 
Mm -hmm. Like they're actually celebrating plays and getting excited for each other and they don't hate each other right now, which is so counter to what we thought midway through the year. They have the longest handshake lines ever. Oh yeah. That's a LeBron (laughs) thing. He's always had the super long handshake lines. Kyrie just goes one by one and he has a different one for each person. McCray got in there. These guys have time to just come up with all the and and practice them. And when do they do it? That's what I want to know. I mean, they've got to like, they have to put in the time because getting the timing right on those things, it takes a, a, a number of, of uh, trials there it takes Whoa. a few reps for the huh. record if we ever <coughs> get <coughs> to the point where these guys are coming on our show uh-huh. i want to ask that question when do you guys find the time to right. practice your handshakes and how do you remember all of them for each individual guy oh and we didn't talk about this in the first round but speaking of practicing uh rehearsed events uh westbrook and cameron Payne. oh yeah they're dancing and charlie villanueva just bumping in yes and, <laughs> and getting in the way was awesome just yes. that whole interaction was awesome. I just loved Russell Westbrook's face. Like, come on, bro. I'm dancing. Clearly, you see what's happening. And I'm here's dancing, the, bro. Here's the best part. is That's happening in Dallas. Right. That's not even like a thing that they do for the Thunder. They, they don't control the song that's on. Like, hey, we have this performance that we do. It's in Dallas. Right. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to make a spectacle at the beginning here. We just do our deal. And, he and shoves, that was the game they lost 85-84. <laughs> yeah. He shoves Charlie Villanueva and he shoved, uh, who was it, Justin Anderson. I believe and he's just like nah we're doing this and he he just goes hard and at one point near the end of the series they showed him on the bench and he was like doing the hand motions and he was like thinking in his head he's like do we do this cross 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 up pump pump and And we give it to him and then we go back and we give it to him again and it's like how is he ready do run a play (laughs) practice a play get healthy please like (laughs) we like to see you in the playoffs yeah Oh my gosh! The it's the, men- the You I think the it. mental reps he would be getting on the bench would be like okay, like when I go in and use the ball screen here. Like, no, no, the mental reps are hey, post game, next game, me and Russ about to hit this. <laughs> it was awesome. Yes, uh, but yeah, Atlanta, Cleveland. Yeah, um, Cleveland, Cleveland five, Cleveland five, Cleveland, Cleveland five. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleveland five. Moving on. Uh, Raptors Heat. Uh, we've got the number two Raptors going against the number three Heat. And uh, we asked a couple questions here. Can Dwayne Wade continue to party? (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask this one. So, so, so heat, uh, heat Raptors. Um, Can Dwayne Wade continue to party? Like, I mean, play like it's 1999 real quick. (laughs) I got the Prince real quick, (laughs) real quick. We do a moment of silence for Prince. Oh yeah. Cause that one hurt. Yeah. That That one one hurt a lot. Um, But a nonstop Prince listening rampage recently so i had to throw that in there and give a little shout out to prince I, uh, big basketball fan by the way oh yeah huge i tweeted uh actor age mama not your shoe size yeah it's nice my favorite line anyway can Dwayne wade continue to play like it's 1999 because he has been he out like, of his mind was he 17 in 1999 16 he's a young kid he's athletic then so let's just put it that yeah, way he's younger because he is playing mm-hmm. at a very high Amazing. level right now we didn't talk about that in the first series no in the first series but Dwayne Wade. Whew. He had the dagger shot in game six in Charlotte that mm-hmm. took it to game seven. He's shooting threes. Yeah, when did that happen? He shot his first three since December. Yeah. In game three, I believe. It was. It was, <laughs> it was since December. It was his first three of 2016 was in the playoffs. <laughs> Can you believe that? And he's shooting them. And he made it. And I, oh, yeah. my gosh. But he is getting back to attacking the rim, getting himself to the foul line. He looks physically great. Like, after... Mm-hmm. 
LeBron's last season in Miami, he was like, oh, this guy is done. Like, he cannot move anymore, but he right. is playing incredibly well, and he's putting himself in that way-back machine mm-hmm. and playing like the, the Dwayne Wade that took the Miami Heat to the championship and won against right. Dallas. Like, he looks really good. And maybe things would have been different had uh, Nick Batum been healthy. Yeah, that's also and, true. And yeah. so we'll see what happens there. Um, it, I mean, as far as this series go, do they really? Do the Raptors really have a guy who can match up with him on that end? I would say um, Demari Carroll, Demar Derozan. Well, see, Demari Carroll has got he's the way that they're playing small ball. He's he's, he's got to play the four down the four. Yeah. Um, I think Corey Joseph is a decent defensive player, but he I is. don't think that he's outsized. He can't because of the two. So Dwayne would just take him down to the block. Yeah, and and he's he, he wouldn't have a chance. No, not there. Um, and you don't want you really don't want DeRozan covering him, right? To have to carry the load offensively the way Lowry's been playing, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, having to do guard Dwayne Wade on the other end. Right. So he might have to though. Uh, the next question we asked, how bad do the Heat want the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals? Um, when LeBron came down, everyone's like, this is LeBron's team now. This yeah. is LeBron's. He's taken over the Heat. And when he went back up to Cleveland, everyone kind of left the Heat by the by the wayside. I mean, that season, people were thinking the Heat weren't going to make the playoffs. Right. They were going to and and by almost by himself, Dwayne Wade has turned them into um, – I mean, at least a conference finals team. Yeah. Um, you have he. I mean, you have you have him, and you have Gordon Dragic playing a really right. good brand of basketball. Understanding right now. his role in the in exactly. the offense as well. Exactly. Especially down like in late fourth quarter situations, right. he understands he may not even be in the game, mm-hmm. and if he is, Dwayne Wade has the ball in his hands, playing right. high ball screen, which is what they did all this afternoon today in a uh, a game three with the Raptors. Yeah. You have uh, Josh Richardson turning into a decent shooter. Yeah. Uh, Luol Deng turning back the clock as well yeah. and, and being a decent shooter. Um, I don't know what what Spolstra does with guys he just randomly throws to the floor. He and Shane Battier, for whatever reason, just throw them at the right. floor and they yeah. start shooting it well again. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's a good point. Shane Battier as well. Um, where was I going with that? There was another person that I wanted to mention. Oh, they're doing this without Chris Bosh. Right. And Chris Bosh will not return in the playoffs. That's, no, he that's will not. That's already been made official. And that's super disappointing. Yeah. Because the way the Heat have been playing, if they went up against the Cavs, man, I, I wouldn't say that they win, but they take a couple games, especially if they had Bosh. Well, think about the way Dang's playing the four. You put Bosh at the five with that that lineup mm-hmm. and that's another lineup where it's completely spread because all guys on the floor except for Dwayne Wade can really shoot it but Dwayne Wade's gonna have the ball in his hand so you have to defend him mm-hmm. um but yeah it's disappointing with the same token I think you really don't have a choice I mean he's on blood clot medication right, right now yeah. I mean just what are you gonna do yeah I think it's the probably the smartest ro- move for him even though it's you know the competitive nature of wanting to play mm-hmm. at the highest level Probably just the best move for everybody involved for yeah. him to not return this season. Yep. I mean, I, I think that the Heat would want the Cavs so bad, but, you know, if you think your better chance of making it to the finals is the Hawks, I think you would want that more. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think you would. But I think I think it would... Uh, but it'd be a f- it's a fun storyline. It'd be a really fun storyline. Story I, think, I think the Heat would give the Cavs way more than they wanted. I think that team would get themselves ready for that series. Yep. Because I think it'd be one that Dwayne Wade would just will that team to compete at a very high level mm-hmm. against the Cavs. But we'll see. And despite all that, uh, I picked Raptors in six. Stand over. You both picked Raptors in seven. Yeah. If that's going to happen, um, Kyle Lowry is going to need to start shooting the ball. 
and this um, afternoon, better. this afternoon, uh, had a very good game. Yeah. Uh, we're recording on a Saturday. Had a very good game three, where in the second half he mm-hmm. really took over yep. and made he made some really big shots down the stretch, mm-hmm. made really big plays in the third and fourth quarter, and got to the point where the Raptors were able to win. Yep, they were uh, they're pretty solid. Um, yeah. we'll see, we'll see how that goes. We'll, yeah, okay. I think that's gonna be a back and forth we'll series ch- though. We'll check back. Um, going over to the West, we have the Golden State Warriors, and the only uh, lower seed to win their first round matchup was the Portland Trailblazers at the five seed. Uh, they met up, uh, or they're meeting up in the second round here. Uh, our first question is: Is Steph Curry the most important player on the Warriors? Ooh, and Ooh. Dan, you wrote this down, hot and take. so because it is such a hot take, I'll let you answer the question first. Well, I mean, I think that's what we're looking at coming out of the series right. is. Is Steph the guy that makes this team go? Right. Analyze this. Now he's very important. Very, very important. Um, But I think, like we've talked about, we've talked about this. If you're going to lose somebody from the Warriors, losing him might be your best bet because of what's behind him. You have two guys that have, like in Sean Livingston. If you're gonna lose somebody, if you're gonna lose one of your big three, let's just put it that way. If you're gonna yeah, lose of one of three, if okay. you're gonna lose one of the Steph Curry, Clay, Clay Thompson, Thompson, or Draymond, Draymond Green, Green, which mm-hmm. one of those three are you most yeah. upset about losing? I think the loss of Curry of those three mm-hmm. ends up being your best bet, only because not to say that I don't want to diminish who Steph Curry is. He's the best basketball player on the planet right now, right now, reigning yeah, MVP. But behind him, you have Leandro Barbosa. And you also have Sean Livingston, mm-hmm. who has played significant minutes in the playoff as a point guard and can make plays with the ball in his hands. So I think the most devastating thing to lose would be a Draymond. Yes. Because you don't have anybody that can replicate what he does. That energy on both sides of the floor. Right. So I think if you lose Steph, obviously you don't want to lose Steph. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to lose Steph. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm right. saying is if you're going to lose one of those three, uh, he's uh, the one you can weather the storm with the most. At, at, and especially against this matchup. And it, yeah, and like, um, again, we're looking at the matchup here. Right. You can weather that against the Portland Trailblazers right now. Yeah, putting putting Sean Livingston up against uh, Damian Lillard. Which would probably be a matchup they would do even if Steph was playing anyway. Right, exactly. And so uh, it, it's, it, it's worked out. Uh, Sean Livingston has been able to be durable enough to keep going. Right. Um, and, and we'll, through, the, through just the first... Uh, round and we'll see how he does in the second round and, and if Steph Curry comes back um, he is not playing in game three and there's rumors that he may play in game four but I mean if they're up 3-0 What's why risk it let's let's let him take his time getting back and uh, make sure he's completely healthy yeah because those those knee sprains like that I mean they know they're they're saying reevaluate after mm-hmm. two weeks but that's normally a month process right before you even really ready to get back up and running again uh, question number two, will Festus Zeli rise from the dead? He did not do much at all in the first round, and, and really he's been injured quite a bit. They went and got uh, – um, oh, gosh. Um, Anderson Verjao. Yes. There we go. Thank you for the help. I got it. Um, got there on your own, so thank no, you to you. No, that's what I'm saying. I was I was talking to me. Yeah. Uh, Anderson Verjao as Festus Zeli insurance, which is great. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, Festus is getting healthy, and we'll see if he can make an impact. We're talking role players. We're nitpicking. When it comes to some of these finals teams, and so uh, it's good to see that he's back in the fold, and, and we'll see how he actually plays against the Portland Trailblazers. So that being said, yeah, what do we predict? I got Golden State in five. Interesting, because once we get past the second round, I I very rarely think that there's actually going to be a sweep. Gotcha. Um, I think so that highly of this team, and think that this 
Trailblazers team probably shouldn't even be here. Um, so mm. I'm going to go Golden State and four. And Dover did the same. Golden State and four. Golden State and four. Oh, yeah, he did. Um, I think that the Trailblazers are way, 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 way outplaying their uh, potential from the beginning of oh, the year. Oh, without a doubt. It's it's amazing. They shouldn't be here. It's incredible. They should not be here, but they are. And, again, this series is I'm, – I'm excited for the Trailblazers. I'm excited that they're here because I like the Trailblazers. Right. And I like Damian Lillard, and I really like C.J. McCollum. I but, wish it was the Clippers. But I wish it was the Clippers. I wish it was a healthy Clippers team. Yes, absolutely. Because I think that just the basketball fan of me wants to see the best of the best against the best of the best. And I wanted to see Draymond just go off on Blake Griffin. And I want to see Chris Paul attack this Clippers or this Warriors team. Man. And we're not getting that. So I feel cheated as a basketball fan. But at the same token, I'm excited about the Trailblazers, what they're doing. Right. But Golden State in four. <sighs> So on to on Anyways. to on to our, <laughs> Antonio, our best matchup. Yes, yeah, San Antonio, Oklahoma City. These are these are two teams that are fighting not just to get to the Western Conference Finals, but to hopefully have a, a finals berth. You know, right. um, San Antonio wants to get back after they went out in the first round last year. Oklahoma City hasn't been back since they played against uh, the, the second year of the Heatles, um, and uh, you know the, these are two guys that or two teams that want to get back into that we are the best mentality um will was will russell westbrook break was my first question i mean he sure plays like he's going to i think reckless abandon yeah reckless abandon um if anyone is going to get into his head it's greg popovich yes if anyone could play the mind games enough and 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 play the matchups well enough it's greg popovich right and so I think that there may be a point in time in, the, in this series that w- Russell gets frustrated and just snaps. Well, the thing you can do is you have a couple different guys you can throw at him that will just cause him so many problems. Yes. You have Danny Green, who will probably start on him. Mm-hmm. Kawhi. You could move Kawhi over to him, and yep. you have pesky Patty Mills. Pesky Pat. Pesky Patty P. That's what, Patty he, M. That's what he goes by. Yeah. Um, but you just have multiple guys you can throw at him that will just frustrate him. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that Pop will do is, you know, Russ is like a 30% three-point shooter. So it's like, all right, you know, we know you're going to get a full head of steam, but we dare you to shoot it from out there. We'll go underneath ball screens all night to make sure that you're shooting from out there as opposed to blowing by our guys, which he's going to. He's going to blow by people because he's that fast, that athletic. Right. But – He'll have different things to devise a plan to really cause Russ problems. And I think a lot of that will stem from him switching different guys and different defensive styles onto him right. to uh, to bother him. And I think – I don't know that it'll break, but he will definitely have the upset Russell Westbrook face a lot in this series. Yes, absolutely. Uh, can the Thunder recreate their success against the Spurs in the 2012 playoffs? Um, I think that trying to compare those teams uh, is nuts. You know, they have yeah. the bigger pieces there. I mean, Manu and uh, and Tony and Tim are still there, and Popovich, obviously. Right. Um, and, and you still have Durant and Westbrook, but those players have evolved on, on both sides. Plus, uh, the players around them have changed. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge yeah. and Kawhi Leonard. Huge difference. Hu- I mean, incredible. Right. Uh, MVP-like year this year. LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, another all-star season for him. Right. Um, changing the way that the Spurs just play basketball. And 
it, it's it's hard to sit and go, well, you know, they did it back then. So, you know, maybe they've got this run in them. It's it's really hard to do apples to oranges, especially with a rookie coach. Well, the thing that was crazy in that, that one in 2012 was the, the Spurs took the first two games and then the Thunder rattled off four in a row. Right. And, I mean, similar start to this series. You know, again, we're three games in. The Spurs came out and were like a just complete runaway train. Yes. You could not stop what they were doing. LaMarcus Aldridge looked <laughs> like Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, man. He looked like Hakeem Olajuwon that could shoot threes. Like, it was ridiculous how well he played in that game. Kawhi Leonard was all over the place. It was like watching a college basketball team against a sixth-grade travel team. It was like, <laughs> this, is, this is, like, you have, like, oh, that, that, kid, that little kid's pretty good, but, like, he's <laughs> playing against... An NBA team. He's playing against Lamarcus Aldridge. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so like that's a problem. Um, but yeah, it was it was not good. But then you know you come back game two, and mm-hmm. kind of even things out, which was good. And then game three, you have uh, Spurs taking game three over the Thunder. Yep. But we'll get back into we'll that. get back into we'll it kind of going forward. But anyway, uh, I took San Antonio in five. Uh, Dover took San Antonio in six. Dan, you went with OKC in six. Well, so. Before we did this, I have not, you know, right. added this to the uh, to the notes or to the the pod at all. But I actually thought that the Thunder were going to win the whole thing this year going into it, Ooh. which is probably not the smartest choice I've ever made. <laughs> but I'm sticking to it, and sticking in and sticking to that, I means mm-hmm. I have to pick the Thunder to win. Makes sense. So I'm picking them in six. It makes sense. We'll we'll revisit and we'll see how we did. Uh, not just playoffs going on in the NBA. We also had a lot of coaching moves. Lots of news. A lot of stuff going on, especially with coaches. Um, the Kings fired George Carl, and then they start interviewing every everybody. person that's ever existed. Everybody. Dover got a couple calls already. Um, yeah. Well, we got everybody. Blatt was on the list. Patrick Ewing was on the list. Vinny Del Negro was on the list. My next door um, neighbor, my, my next door neighbor, Dave, he mm. got a call. Well, speaking of Dave's, uh, we, today... Dave Yeager was fired by the Grizzlies, which I cannot believe. Um, tw- Twenty minutes ago on the iPad here, got a little ESPN update that Dave Yeager was interviewed by this, or is going to be interviewed by the Sacramento Kings. Well, it doesn't surprise <laughs> me. That's like, I mean, that's a guy. I mean, he was able to keep that team afloat with nothing. Yeah, no players. With yes, D League guys all mm-hmm. over the place, and like they were in the playoff hunt and stayed in it. They should have fell off the face of the earth. But right, they did not. I could not believe Dave Yeager was let go. Yeah. It's unbelievable. After he he didn't play with Marcus Saul, Mike Conley, uh, Zach Randolph, all of the guys that are the key guys, and they traded away Jeff Green mid through years. Like all of the guys that were Courtney Lee as well. Courtney Lee gone. Like all of the guys that they had relied on. Now they're going to start this rebuilding process. Right. But Dave Yeager is a young guy who who got across to this team with D League guys essentially mm-hmm. and kept them in the playoffs. Now they got swept, but they were still there. Right. And I cannot believe that the the Grizzlies decided to part ways with Dave Yeager. He will be hired by somebody very quickly. Uh, The Wizards missed the playoffs, and they said goodbye to Randy Whitman. He's out the door, uh, as well as the Pacers fired Frank Vogel. Again, another one. I couldn't believe that one. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy who took him to the Eastern Conference Finals twice. Right. When he had legitimate players there, and and he brought Paul George back. I mean, Paul George brought Paul George back quite a bit, but, I mean, he made him into something very useful. Um, The Lakers got rid of Byron Scott, which uh, I don't think anyone No surprise. Um, The Knicks are doing something. I know. Ha- I would hope so, right? I don't. I think so. <laughs> Phil Jackson's on like this two week hiatus 
Where he's like, eh, we'll figure it out when yeah, I get back. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Kurt Rambis will be around. Boy, maybe well, I'll coach the home games. We'll see what and happens. Just get somebody to fill in on the road. So, uh, and the Rockets uh, officially announced that uh, they are not bringing back BJ, uh, JB Bickerstaff. Not I'm surprised. BJ Bickerstaff. JB Bickerstaff. Inverted. Close enough. Yeah. Um, but some good news as far as some coaches. The Nets, they hired Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson got a job. He was the assistant for the Hawks. Good for Kenny. Yes, good for Kenny. He's a he's as as we're told a player development guy, and yes. that's what they're looking to do is develop their but here, young talent. Here's the problem, though. Who is he going to no develop? No assets to really develop there. I mean, Rondé Hollis Jefferson yeah. would be one of your guys. Yes. I, I mean, but yeah, not a lot going on there. I don't know. What it, I don't know. What the, you know what? Prokhorov dug himself into a hole, and instead of uh, realizing he was in a hole, just kept digging. Just Why kept not? on digging, Why and um, the now with, they're here. The thing with Atkinson is another guy that kind of comes from this, you know, share the basketball, move the basketball, yeah. pass, cut, kind of Spurs, Warriors type mm-hmm. atmosphere. So The Popovich coaching tree. Popovich coaching tree. You get him into a situation where there's almost nothing there to work with, and maybe filling in this type of offensive style will give some life to this downtrodden Nets franchise. We'll see what happens. Um the uh, the Wizards, they hired Scott Brooks, and so that uh, bland offense is now moving from OKC to Washington. I am so sorry, Washington fans. Hey, but you know what? In the fourth <laughs> quarter, I can tell you exactly what you're going to do. It's going to have John Wall hold the ball for 20 seconds. John Wall high. <laughs> two guys, your two bigs, whoever they will be at the time, on the left side of the floor, and then a down screen. For your small forward to come high, and, and that's gonna be and, it. And Brad Beal standing. Um, oh, I'm sorry, he'll be injured. It'll, it'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll try to put him in that Durant spot for the down screen, but he will not be able to be there because his toe will be uh, bruised. Yeah, probably. Um, the Jazz have decided to extend uh, Quinn Snyder. He's gonna stick around for a little bit. We'll see how that goes for them. The Suns a Quinn you know, yeah. for the Jazz. This is a stretch. A stretch. That was pretty coincidental. Nice. <laughs> Bringing it back, keeping it the safe. Phoenix Suns extended uh, Earl Watson, um, which you know two years ago was on the bench for the Trailblazers. I knew that. I I didn't have to look that up. Nice job. I knew that. You're I becoming was, such an NBA nerd. I felt really good about myself. You should. Um, the Lakers decided to hire Luke Walton after the season's over. Luke will be taken off, and he'll be going to. Uh, the L.A. Lakers going back to the L.A. Lakers. Yes, you know he won back, a couple back championships to Cali, there. Cali, thank you, Notorious yeah, B.I.G. Yeah, there we go. Um, you know, with all this talk about some coaches, we figured a good way to talk about some coaches that we would like is to play a little bit of list into this. It's where we make our lists. We're in pun mode right we now. We lists our things. Um, Dover is going to have our list. He has the uh, each of the topics there. Uh, Dover, just so you know, we're starting with number two because I'm not good at making things in order. Oh, so well, smooth transitions from fine. coaching moves to coaching availability stuff. Yes. Hit it. Uh, your uh, top three choices of the available head coaches for your imagination team. Ooh, nice. My imagination team. So we have the Hoopers. Meet the Hoopers. So I'm the Seattle Supersonics because uh-huh. I'm bringing them back. Yep. <laughs> uh the the available coaches well we listed a bunch of them who have been fired and there have been a number who have been fired over the past few um, couple years or, or even more than that if you really want to keep looking into your imagination correct um, I have my list of three you have your list of three 
Uh, I'm just going to go one, two, three. Top to bottom. Spout them off. Uh, number one, Kevin McHale. Number two, Frank Vogel. Number three, Lionel Hollins. But here's the thing. Oh, yes. With Kevin McHale, I think I think that I, he got screwed out of actually a good position. I think he's I think he's a great character to have in the NBA. Yes. And the fact that he's not on a bench is a tragedy. Yeah. Frank Vogel is one of the great defensive minds that we have. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's no way he's not going to be picked up by any team. Right. Lionel Hollins, I think, would make the greatest assistant coach ever. And so if available head coaches, I want him as my number two. Yeah. Because he's a guy who gets he, he he gets to his players. He gets the most out of them. We saw him with the grit and grind Grizzlies. He got the most out of those guys. He did. Um, he didn't have much of a chance with the Nets because, no. well. No, he did not. The Nets didn't have much of a chance at all. Um, I think he's a great guy. He's available. I don't know if I'd have him as my head. I'd, I'd, put, him, I'd put him right at number two. Yep. So it was mine. So I will go ahead and go with uh, my three for the Seattle Supersonics: mm-hmm. uh, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, and Detlef Shrimp. So yes. that's it. That's no, awesome. But my legitimate team. Um, so Dave Yeager for me is a guy. Mm-hmm. Like I listen to Mark Cuban a lot. I like to talk about just business stuff and life stuff. And he talks about zigging when you should, when everyone else is zagging. Right. So like completely going away from where everyone else is going. So everyone else is going to this world where you're, you know, gonna you know, just run up and down, shoot the three. Now it's it's smart. But I feel like the Warriors have pushed everybody in the league so far to we have to have a team that plays like this, where Dave Yeager coaches this. We what's that? What's the I look kicked, for? I kicked the table and he got oh. mad at me. Oh, okay, I thought he was giving me a look like, damn, no, no, you're no, crazy you're to talk no, about no, no, playing it's, different. It's totally, it's okay, <laughs> so my my thought is you have a guy who's used to coaching two bigs. Right. You bring that back because the NBA it's, it's cyclical. They're going to make a move uh-huh. back to this world of hey, we'd have to have really quality bigs. Uh, he can coach that. He can coach defense. He can coach a D-League team and keep them in the playoffs. So he's a guy that I would definitely want. Um, the name that is not necessarily available, but it's been floated for a couple of things, is Jeff Van Gundy, just because yep. I want him back in the NBA. JVG. I, I love him as an analyst. I love him doing games, but I want him back coaching. Yes. I really will want I that. I love it, too. Uh, and then the last one for me is Frank Vogel. Same reasons mm-hmm. as uh, Dave Yeager. Absolutely. I love it. Let's hit the next list. What's the next one? Uh, what were the top five favorite performances from the first round i have a feeling that a couple of ours are going to be similar probably and we may have gone over some of the stuff that we like from the first round a little bit so maybe just list them right off yeah yeah yeah. uh you go ahead start it out i'll just start about so the, I'll, and i'll chime in with same every time we have the same okay mind. so again this will be just our favorite performances not necessarily like oh these were the best guys right just no. things we liked watching so for me watching guys. paul george same was awesome uh watching stanley johnson yep same. really great his uh, attitude, his attitude, and awesome. him, him in the media. That's, loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Sean Livingston, mm-hmm. awesome filling in for uh, Steph Curry. Yep. Dwayne Wade, kind of putting himself back in the way back machine. Cool to watch him play at that level. And then yeah. J.R. Smith, when the guy's got it going, I don't want to <laughs> watch anybody else shoot the basketball <laughs> other than J.R. Smith when he's got it going. So I'm going to say those are my uh, my top five favorite performances of the first round. Chuck, what do you got? Yeah, I also had Paul George and Stanley Johnson. Uh, I talked about Courtney Lee earlier. You did? Uh, also, Courtney Lee, uh, comeback hair of the year. Yeah. I think he's got he's got an awesome awesome salad up there. I mean, yeah. he, it's great. Jeremy Lin, he, was, he and Jeremy Lin just really... N- Pay attention to what they're doing because he Jeremy Lin is the worst. Well, he's terrible, but it's the the idea of like, hey, they're paying attention to the look up top. Right. Courtney Lee might be getting on the same bandwagon. Court, Courtney Lee's hair is 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 a fire emoji. It's looks, awesome. He looks it's great. good. Keeping um, it one hundred emoji. Absolutely. Uh, Draymond Green. I loved what he was doing. Um, 
just, I mean, taking over the team, taking over that alpha role, um, he got a triple double in the playoffs is not ever, it's not an easy thing. And so, uh, him just taking over that role is great. And Norman Powell, I am earlier when we did our playoff prediction and our award show, I talked about Norman Powell being on my second team all rookie. And, um, I was like, eh, I think this is a pretty good pick. Yeah. Like I liked it. And then I saw him play in the first round and be a legitimate NBA player and get that awesome dunk in the it with the Raptors comeback against the Pacers. It was good. I was like, Norman Powell is making a name and making me feel very smart. You're looking really smart. And so I I, I love him. Norman Powell, keep going. Also, uh, I always like to think of cheers. Norm. I just nice. I, every time he walks in, I would go, Norm. And then you have Diane goes. Norman, which is why Diane's the worst. She is the anyone worst. who likes Diane and Cheers is not watching Cheers the right Get way. Out. She's horrible. We don't need you, Diane. <sighs> I don't like. I don't. Are we old enough to really make bold you know, statements? Bold about, statements on Cheers. I've seen every episode. Well, yeah, you have. So I'm pretty now. sure it's all right. I feel me. like you have to be a certain age that to really have no a hard way. stance on Cheers. Diane's the worst. Everybody knows it. Third list. <laughs> list number three. List number three, what were the top three NBA playoff commercials Interesting. in the broadcasts? Oh. So all I'm right. going to go ahead and start this one. I watched all of my games on DVR, so I fast-forwarded through the majority of the commercials. So I oh, am I not going to be the I'm not going to be the the best person to comment on all this. Right. Well, uh, Dover and I, first off, we like to play a game when we watch NBA games. It's, or it's the really, best way to pass the time. Really, any any sporting event, um, when it hits the commercials, we, we look at the commercials, and sometimes they're easy to figure out what they are commercials for. Sometimes right. it's not. Yeah. Sometimes it's like a story, and it's like they're reading through this storybook, and you're like, I have no idea what's going to happen. There could be a car that pops out of this storybook. Maybe they get insurance. Ooh, it's a Geico commercial. Who knows? Um and so it's fun to like we, we we try to be the first one to yell out what the brand is yeah. of of the commercial, um, and so it makes us pay attention to the commercials. So that's why we we pose this question. And the first there's it's a tie it's a tie for uh, number one, and it's the the Verizon commercials um, where you have Kyrie Irving folding his laundry and Draymond Green making a sandwich. And I have I honestly have no idea what's being said because I'm watching Draymond Green put butter on a one slice of bread for like 30 seconds. It's way too long. Yeah. He's taking far too long to put just just some peanut butter on on half of a half a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's awesome. It's great. I think it's for T-Mobile sorry. It's Verizon. It's for T-Mobile. Ooh, I'll bet you $100 it's Verizon. I'm no, I'm not going to bet you $100. I will bet you five guys. Nice. Like I'll bet this. you five guys that it's Verizon. Hedge that bet. All right. Fine. That's yes. Fine. Awesome. Okay, we'll we're, figure it we're out. Shaking hands across the table. Okay, left-handed handshakes across yes. the table. Very good. Sorry about that. Well, good. we'll come back. Shout to this. out to Five Guys, best burgers and fries in the biz. <laughs> if you're looking for a sandwich and it's got to be a burger, head to Five Guys and get some burgers and fries. It's in the Zagat Guide. Um, I also like the Dwayne Wade Gatorade commercial uh, where George the Iceman Garvin it throws him an ice ball and he talks about things that are cold and if you need something to quench your thirst and you need those electrolytes gatorade is the drink for you gatorade it's what's in you it's cold what? i don't know if that's an actual gatorade thing <laughs> it's what's in you it's what's in you it's what you do wait that's verb <laughs> remember when gatorade commercials in the 90s they're like sweating purple 
Oh yes. man, that just yes. That was those are the, they need to get back to that. They do. They <laughs> need they need a hardcore version. Or of those we need to get to the point where people are sweating colors. That's mm, the next step. Next step. Twenty thirty five. It's what plants crave. Um, Dover, any other commercials that stand out to you? I really like the uh, Kia one with Blake Griffin. Oh, That's yes. a good Blank one. Chess. I have seen Where that one. Chess. I have seen that chess. one. He just you know they're all pawns, right? I know. I know. <laughs> He's just I throwing know. them from the sky. I know. That's great. Uh, well, we, we've uh, finished our listen to this. Now it is time for our favorite segment of every single week. Dan? It's our favorite segment of every week, and that segment is Keeping Up with Chris Dapps. So this week, not a lot of action from Chris Depps as his season is over, but a friend of mine, his name is Pat Casto, was not fully aware of who Chris Depps Porzingis was. Ooh, shout out to Pat Casto, shout by the way. Shout out to my buddy Pat Casto. Hey, Pat. Hey, Tell Pat. Nicole I said hi. Uh, so Pat Casto, overall sports fan, but just not really diving deep into the NBA. So I had a chance to spend some time with him and talk with him about Chris Depps and show him some videos and show him who he was this season. And was super pumped about who Chris Depps is, loved his name, loved his game, loved his ability to jump over top of people and tip dunk, and his ability to step out and shoot the three. So, you know, not a lot happening in Chris Depps' world, but was able to share the joy of Chris Depps with a very close friend of mine. So that was keeping up with Chris Depps. Back to you, Chuck. You know, there actually was a really big thing happening in Chris Depps' life. I know, He's from but Latvia. This, was, this was more fun for me to share. <laughs> you could have shared both. He's you, from La- you share right. the second one. Uh, Chris Epps is from Latvia, yes. and so he celebrated the Latvian Day of Independence. It's actually the restoration of their independence because Latvia was a, an independent country yes. until 1940 when they were annexed by the USSR uh, in on May so, 4th. So they were not back in the USSR. They were, no, yeah, they backed, they actually backed out of the USSR. Backed out of the USSR. Uh-huh. Uh, That's on, the, the follow-up to back in the USSR. <laughs> uh, the lesser known. The lesser known back in the USSR, backed out of the USSR. Right, right, right. It happened in the 90s, so they only had three of the Beatles left then. Right. Um, May 4th, 1990, they um, restored their independence, and they actually reinstituted their constitution that was uh, written in 1922. Um, and so, yeah, after, after 50 years of being under the tutelage of the USSR, they... Uh, Became their own sovereign country again. Wow! So not only that was not only was that keeping with Chris Dapps. Let's keep it up with Latvia. Let's keep it up with Latvia. Who knows? Pretty good. I was gonna try and pretend to sing the Latvian national anthem. Don't. But I'm gonna be no. honest. I I no. was I was gonna go right into God Save the Queen. That's okay. um, not the same country. <laughs> Close. Wasn't going to work out. Not there. Not there, though. Well, we've reached the end of the show, and what we like to do at the end of our show is come up with a couple games to see how well we know the NBA. The first is we have a trivia question. Dan and I are in a trivia standoff. It is actually, I believe, 14 to 13. 14, yes, I think it is. Yeah, I'm down one to Dan uh, in our season standings. Dover has our trivia question. Dover. Yes. It's to you, man. Since the uh, merger. Seven. Sorry. Wow. Keep going. Okay. That's his answer. <laughs> that's he's okay. locked in. Keep that's going. it. Keep going. No, no, that's it. That's Keep. how this works. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. It's a number answer. Uh oh. This is awesome. Part of it is it's two parts. Um, which conference has more NBA championships, East or West, since the merger? And the number two points, two separate points. Uh, since the merger, since, since the, the merger, merger of what year? Okay. All right. I got 76. This. Yes, it's 76. Okay. 
Um, can 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 we do a pause so I can count? Uh, no. <laughs> I do you want me to count out loud? <laughs> no, yes, you please. already said seven. Okay. You're done. All right, numbers, here I'm gonna go backwards. I'm just gonna count out loud because I don't know how to do this without actually causing a problem. Um, no, you can't count. You just have to go. You just have to throw a number. There's no counting. But I know. You just have to. You just have to throw a number. Um. You have to pick a conference and just throw it out there. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Okay, I got mine. There it is. Okay. Hold on. Yep. Okay. Okay. Dan, you go first. Okay. So I said the east at twenty six. Oh, I I also said the east at twenty six. No, you did not. I had the (laughs) yeah. Well, I counted up the west and I did the math in my head and I was like, it's probably twenty six. I have the east at twenty six. I didn't write it down because you guys got all mad at me. No, I believe you. (laughs) So he technically said seven. I so. do technically <laughs> say seven. Let's go west and seven. No, I'm going to stick with east. I'm going to say east and 26. Say the same thing. That'll work. Okay, cool. We'll allow it. It's the west, guys. Is uh, it really? So we're both wrong. West and 21. 21. It's very even. It's west 21, east 18. Gotcha. Okay, well, hold on. Because oh, All right. Well, that that just means I did my math wrong because I counted up mm. 19 championships for the west, which really it was 21. And then I just <laughs> really bad arithmetic. Numbers are hard sometimes. I was just like West nineteen. Okay, I you did it with that. I didn't have. I was told there'd be Pen- no math. Pen- sorry. All right. Well, hey, here's the fun news. No blood. You no still have blood. the lead by one. Yes. Um, if it hits, if it hits, I'm a genius. Uh, last week I said that Patrick Beverly would get three technicals in two games, and he he kept us cool. Kept He's together. Our, uh, okay. I said that Paul George would score forty. In one of the games in the series against the Raptors, he tried his darndest. He had 33 points in game one. He had 39 in game five. So almost got there. Not quite a genius, though. Dover, do you remember what you said? It was uh, um, Pacers in seven with an elaborate. So oh, yeah. Out. Okay. Which well, did not so pan out. Didn't did work not, out for you. Did not work out. Uh, this week, if it hits, I'm a genius. Dan, what you got? So I have uh, games four and five for the Thunder coming up against the Spurs. I think the Thunder are going to take games four and five and in those games, and his canter is going to go for a 20 and 10 in one of those two games. I think you're completely okay. wrong. I think I'm probably crazy as um, well. I'm okay I'm, with this. I'm, Thanks. This is more I, of a Dover pick. I'll take like a yes. This. I'll take a yes. I like yeah. this one. Um, yeah. I'm staying in the same series. I have uh, Steven Adams. I think that he's going to get frustrated. And Steven Adams is a guy who I think can get in trouble without of, actually doing something bad. Bit of a loose cannon, that guy. I think Steven Adams gets ejected from a game in the series. I think it's possible. No, I don't like that. Uh, okay, Sorry. but d- can I get a yes out of I'd think, say yes. Is that a good... I'd say that's a good if one. If it hits? Yes. Okay, cool. Dover, you have Stephen Curry on here, and it makes me want to throw a sock at you. Oh, no, you'll like this one. Ooh. Steph Curry's going to get 15 threes the game he comes back. 15 threes! <laughs> that's the best! Yeah, that's what the best one you've had in a day. while. Yeah. What a good like day. One? Good one. I'm so happy. That's now. a really good one. All right. I love that what one. What a way to end the show. Uh, we always want to give some shout outs at the end here. So shout out to The Game House. Make sure you check out thegamehouse.com. Uh, we're going to have our stuff out there soon. Don't forget. Check out their articles. It's going to be Game House. H A U S. Yeah. German. They're very German. Um, we also want you to be part of the chat. If you have any uh, changes to your list, go back to our list. If you have any changes, you think you have uh, some better ones that we may have missed, 
go ahead and shoot those out to us on Twitter at hack underscore uh underscore chat or email us at hackachatcast at gmail.com. You can find myself on Twitter at Cleep3, Gyro's on Twitter at JTD Perk. Dan uh does not have Twitter uh or Instagram. Do you have it? No, no Instagram? No. Man, it's shocking that you know what those emojis are and you don't have all that stuff going on. Uh, yeah. It's okay. You get there. You're I just follow kid. pop culture, I guess. It's fine. You're doing well. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Tim Pisciatelli for making our music for our show. You can find him on SoundCloud. Uh, while you're on SoundCloud there, you can check out our feed as well as the Game House's SoundCloud feed. Check us out on iTunes as well. You can subscribe. You can rate and review. Please do all those. Tell your friends. Ah, That'll get the word out. I know we're in the middle we'll of playoffs, everything. but what do we tell we them everyone. we're going to do at the beginning of every episode? Talk about basketball. Yes, and, and tell you what happened to Harold Miner. <laughs> can, can, can you make me a promise? No. I know you can't, but next week, can uh, we can we just fit it in? I know like there will be less games to talk about because it's smaller amounts okay. of games well, I may have to cut out Keeping Up with Chris Stapps. You know what? I'll be willing to do it for a week to talk about Harold Miner. I don't know. We'll have to discuss it. We'll have a board meeting, yeah, and we'll have a vote. We'll, we'll talk to figure the. Figure it out. The I mean, we tried. We put it. In, I'm sorry. Whatever. Next week. Next week. All right. Next week. Okay. And until then, make sure you s- travel safe. Be good to one another. And ball.